0: My name is Abby and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to watch this message from the church We pray that you are highly blessed and encouraged. We would love to connect with you more at our website at www.thechurchokc.com I want to start off with a little story God is talking to Adam and he tells Adam he says Adam I want you to do something for me and Adam said gladly Lord what do you want me to do God said go down into that valley Adam said well what's a valley so God explained it to him then God said cross the river and Adam said well what's a river so God explained that to him and then said go over to the hill Adam said well what's a hill so God explained to Adam what a hill was. He told Adam, on the other side of the hill, you will find a cave. And obviously Adam said, well, what's a cave? <laughs> After God explained, he said, in the cave, you will find a woman. Adam said, what's a woman? So God explained that to him. Then God said, I want you to reproduce. Adam said, how do I do that? Thing like everything else, God explained that to Adam as well. So Adam goes down into the valley, across the river, over the hill, into the cave, and he finds the woman. Then in about five minutes, he was back. God, his patience wearing thin, said angrily, what is it now? And Adam looks at him and goes, what's a headache? (laughs) Yeah. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Proverbs chapter 3. This is a great chapter and, and we've been in this series entitled Make Way for the King and we're just talking about how we can make way for God in our life and, and obviously this was birthed out of the song that we sing so often um, and last week we talked about pride. And how we have to get pride out and we have to deal with pride in order to make way for God to come in and and really do some some things in our lives. But if you've got your Bible there, we're going to throw it up on the screen as well. But in Proverbs chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life, and peace they will be added to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to to your bones honor the lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine my son do not despise the lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof for the lord reproves him whom he loves as a father the son in whom he delights now what we've got here is we've got in the book of proverbs we've got solomon giving out some wisdom and 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 talking about about God and, and about a relationship with God and really what that is is supposed to look like and you know in the first few the first couple verses here my son do not forget my teaching but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace they will be added to you in verse three let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart. What he's saying is he's saying, okay, now you need to listen to me. You need to understand. You know, one of the things that, 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 that I find, and I'm sure that you find is in today's church, we make it really hard to follow Jesus. You know, we do. I mean, you got to don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. And you can't do this and don't do this and don't dress like that. And, you know, you come in, we want, and 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 in and and a lot of churches, you can come in just as you are until you get saved. But once you get saved, then they want you to change, you know. And you've got to wear suits and, you know, you got to take out the nose rings and, and you know, cover up the tattoos and all that kind of stuff. And and, and, and I, I, I get where they're coming from. But what it really comes down to is it really comes down to just having a relationship with God. And so tonight what we want to talk about is is how do we make room, how do we make way for the King in our life? Because you have to understand that Christianity is not, and you hear me say this, it's not a badge. Okay, Jesus is not a badge that we wear and we say, okay, I go to church on Saturday nights or I go to church on Sundays. And then Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, we ramp up the the amount of forgiveness that we need to get on the weekend services okay that's that's not what this is about and 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 so what he's saying is here he's, he's saying look don't forget everything that we've taught you don't forget just the simplicity of what it is but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace they will be added to you and verse three just as I was studying on this verse three just really sticks out to me let not steadfast love <clears throat> Excuse me. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. What he's saying is 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 you have to understand that God is love. Okay? The, the, before God is judgment before, before God is everything else, God is love. Everything that happens in the Bible you know, you look at Genesis chapter 1. You look at creation. You look at God work walking with Adam and, and the animals and, and the world. God created everything from a point of love. He did it out of love. And then he made Eve for Adam out of love. And then when Adam and Eve messed up and screwed up, Jesus, God sent this plan that, that culminated with Jesus out of love. So the entire Bible, everything that we know about God comes from a point and from a spot of love. And in verse 3 where it says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. What he's saying is, he's saying, don't give up on and don't misuse and don't misunderstand what love is. Okay, love isn't an excuse to get your way. Love isn't an excuse to, to have people feel sorry for you. He's saying, bind it around your neck. Faithfulness comes with love. Because of Christ's love for us, we show faithfulness back to Christ. And Christ's faithfulness in us puts us in a point to where we can show love back to him. This is what he's saying. He said, don't forsake it. Don't forget it. Don't push it to the side. But keep it around, keep it first and foremost that the reason that we have this life, the reason that we can wake up every morning is because of the love of Christ and because of his faithfulness to us. And when he does stuff in us, he does stuff in us out of love. And when he does stuff through us, he does stuff through us out of love and faithfulness. In verse 4 it says, So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. So you will find favor and good success in the sights of God and man. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of, man, of God and man. And can I, can I say, and can I just throw this out there? That the reason so many of us Have issues with relationships and with people and we don't get the promotions that we want and we don't get the advancements that we want. It's because we don't understand and we don't keep this love and this faithfulness first and foremost. We don't operate out of that. We operate out of what we deserve. I heard somebody say, you can deserve all you want, but there's a difference between deserving something and earning something. You still have to earn what you deserve. And so many of us, we say, well, I don't deserve to be here, or I deserve this, or I deserve this. But the fact of the matter is, is we're not working to earn what we feel like we deserve. And so if we want to find favor and good success in the sight of God and man, it comes from understanding this love and this faithfulness that God has for us. And verse 5 is, is one that we all kind of know and that we all realize, you know, that we've heard before. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. You know, I mean, this is a verse that we hear all the time. And if you call my mom on her cell phone and you leave a message, you will hear that verse all the time because that's on her voicemail. You know, Um, this is Tammy. I can't come to the phone. And then she goes off preaching on Proverbs chapter 3. And, um, you know, confess your sins after the beep. No, but, uh, but I love that, and, and, and that's, that's a reminder that she's trying to put out there with people, the fact that, that look, when you, go, when you try to do things on your own, when you let, just like we talked about last week, when you let pride rule, and that pride, what that does, that pride says, this is the way I want to do things. This is what I need in my life. This is what I deserve, and this is what I'm going to go after. We know how that ends up. It never ends up good. But if you notice here that, that the, 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 the um, steadfast love and the understanding of the faithfulness and not forsaking but living out of that, like wrapping that around you, you know, it says put it around your neck. Like that's the yoke that you carry is the love and the faithfulness of God. That's what you carry day in and day out. And, and write them on the tablet of your heart because of all of that that puts you and that propels you to this point to where you don't trust in yourself because you trust in God because you know God's love for you is greater than anything and if God's love for you is greater than anything then he's going to push you in the right direction and this is why it tells us Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not with the part. It's not trust in the Lord with the part of your heart that that, that governs relationships. Or or trust in the Lord with the part of your heart that governs finances. But it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is where we crucify that pride. This is where we push that pride and say, say, not my will, but your will be done. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths, and, and, you know, there's verses out there and, and, and obviously if you want to make room for God in your life, you have to have a relationship with him. You know, I know too many people that come in, they get saved and they walk out and they don't really have a relationship with God throughout the week. And that's the same way as coming down the aisle and getting married. You know, and then going out and never speaking to your wife or never speaking to your husband. You know, once you leave the altar, it's the same way. And, and this is how we approach God, unfortunately, too many times. But what we have to understand and what we really have to focus on is that God's love for us is everything and so when we're making way for the king we're not making way for rules we're not making way for regulations we're making way for love to come into our life we're making way for a faithfulness to come into us Um, you know the bible says that God uh, sticks closer than a brother this is what we're doing when we're pushing the pride aside and we're saying not my will but your will be done and when we start making room for him and so we have to have this relationship with him on a day in and day out basis and and you know, I I like studying. I've gotten in this habit of studying like some saints and, and some some church leaders from like thousands of years ago and hundreds of years ago. You know, and some of these you know were monks and 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 these priests that would live in caves and they would do nothing but like pray for like twelve fourteen hours a day and and they wouldn't talk outside the cave. And I mean, like this real like intense stuff. And and, and growing up, you know, you know, you, you, I, I always heard that you know you got to have like this quiet time with God you know and you've got to pray and you know the Bible says pray without ceasing and and you know for for me growing up that was hard to understand because I'm like how in the world am I supposed to pray without ceasing you know like like I have the shortest attention span you know like like I'll I'll be down at the altar and and I'll be praying and there you know down in my Jesus Lord just move in my life I need you and and then I find my mind like wondering and somehow I end up on you know the Oklahoma City Thunder and then where I'm gonna eat lunch and you know and then you know I think one shoe may be bigger than the other shoe and I mean you know it's just like it's just like our minds are just built just to like go completely where away from where they need to be and so I'm reading these scriptures and I'm reading this stuff about walking with God daily and and about praying without ceasing and all this kind of stuff and I'm like that just sounds tiring, <laughs> you know I mean it just sounds like man, but but this is not what this is not what God is asking us He's not asking us to 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 you know be walking through the grocery store, you know just like Lord, bless the lettuce. Lord, bless the tomatoes. Lord, bless the shopper. You know, I mean, this isn't what God is saying and it's not what He's asking of us. You know, in verse 6 where it says, In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. What this is saying is this saying that when we get the chance, like if we're going into a job opportunity, we take 5 or 10 seconds before we go into that job and we say, God, Lord, I just want you to go before me. Lord, help me to present myself the best. Lord, just give me favor in this job. You know, and you walk in, you're stopping what you're doing. You're stopping at these moments in your life and you're acknowledging that you want God to be a part in it that's that's what this means and this is this is what is talking about how he will make your straight your, your path straight you you you're 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 you your, 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 um, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for somebody's giving you a, a, a situation you have an opportunity to do something you know, it takes you stopping and saying, okay, God, just I really need direction on, 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 on do I take this or do I go this way? Or, or, you know, do I say yes or do I say no? It's stopping, acknowledging and putting God in the forefront and saying, look, your love and your faithfulness is so much greater than anything I have. So I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm not going to lean on my wisdom. I'm not going to try to figure out for myself. I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to ask you, God, what should I do? You know, that, that doesn't come from this 24 hours a day. That, that doesn't come from, from, from praying 4 or 5 or 6 hours a day. And look, if God has called you to do that, that's fine. But at the same time, I don't want you to feel guilty if you're not put praying for 4 hours a day or 5 hours a day. You know, for me... There's been times and seasons in my life when I would pray for 45 minutes at a time or I'd pray for an hour, hour and a half at a time and, and I'd have worship services, you know, like I'd put on like some, like some black gospel, you know, and I would sing it out loud when nobody else was around because um, I didn't want anybody to lose their salvation because of my singing. Um, you know, and, and I would have this I would have this season, but then there's been other seasons in my life when when my prayer time hasn't been like 45 minutes or an hour in a prayer closet, but it's been while I'm driving down the road, just saying, God, man, this is what I'm going through right now. And it's been just processing and thinking through my life and saying, okay, God, this is what's going on. And, and God, you know, give me a verse and, and turn it on the, the, the radio and listening to some preaching and, and, and making this time to where I'm growing and I'm experiencing God and acknowledging him and giving him the opportunity without forcing it, without making it rules and regulations, without making it a checklist that I have to check off and I have to complete in order to be a good little Christian. Because I'm not going to be a good little Christian. I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be, you know, holy enough. I, I, look, I'm a preacher. I'm up here preaching to you. I get that. This this isn't what you're expecting, you know. I, I should have it all together. I don't. That's why I need Him every day. That, that That's why... That's why, why we do this. That's why this, is, this verse is saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You're not going to figure it out. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. And I love this. This is where that pride comes in again. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Now, this is hard. This is hard because we all think we're smart. <laughs> we all think we're wise. We all think we know what our lives need. But you know, it, it follows this up by saying, fear the Lord. And, and I preached a message here, um, um, man. I guess it's been almost a year ago, and, and, and the, this is the basis of it. When you fear God, you realize you don't have to fear anything else okay and and the fear of God we have to understand that when it says to fear God it's not respect okay Um, um, Isaiah and Jeremiah and all these and all these and Moses and all these people who saw God they fell on their knees and they were deathly afraid because of the sin in their own life okay so when it says fear God it's not saying hey I respect you no it's saying that God is something to be feared but with that comes the, 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 the understanding that when you fear God, you don't have to fear anything else. When you fear God, it doesn't matter what tomorrow holds or, or, or what, if you're going to get that promotion or not. Because when you fear God, He takes care of it all. And it says, and turn away from evil. And when you do this, when you fear the Lord and turn away from evil, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your, to your bones. You know what a good way of saying, saying that is? Is it'll give you peace. It'll lower the anxiety in your life. It, it'll take your stress level down. Verse 9, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory here. You know, this, this, this whole passage, this chapter is, is a very simple way of, of teaching us how to make way for God in our life. Okay, it's not just making way for God in our relationships. It's not just making way for God in, in the things that are, are easy for us. You know, when I was growing up, I, I never drank alcohol and, and, and I, I never did any of that kind of stuff. And and it was never really a temptation for me. You know, I never really felt tempted that way. But I felt tempted in some other ways. You know, and I had other temptations, and I had other things that that that, that came against me. and, and and I say that to say this is that what you go through on a daily basis may not be what I go through on a daily basis and so you can't look at me and say okay well these are the things that Brian does in order to be the good man that Brian needs to be and I can't look at you and say these are the things that you do in order to be the good person that God has called you to do no what we do is we lean to God and we look at God And when we're faced with those trials and we're faced with those situations when our pride wants to get up and say, you know what, it's okay if you want to go drink or it's okay if you want to sleep around or it's okay if you want to do this, you can repent later or God will understand or whatever of the million excuses we give to do the things that we want to do. It's one thing to do that, but the Bible says to trust God with your whole heart. It says don't lean to your own understanding. If you want a stress-free life, if you want the anxiety level in your life to go down, if you want the pressure on your life to go down, fear the Lord, turn away from evil. And when it says trust in Him with all your whole heart, it means not part of your heart that controls the money You know, I heard somebody say that if you want to know where somebody's heart is, look at where their checkbook is. Because you're going to pay you're going to pay you're going to spend is you don't mind it costing you something if it's something that you truly want but it says honor the lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce then your barns will be filled with plenty you know i know so many people and, and this is something that that in my mind i have to battle too is we want to wait till we get enough money to tithe we want to wait till everything else we want to wait till we have enough but if you notice here in verse 9 and 10 it says honor the lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of your produce and then and then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. Verse eleven and twelve, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him who he loves, as a father the son in whom he delights. You know, it's we've got Brandon, you know, little our, our little boy, and we've got Hootie who's 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 staying with us, and. And if you want some chocolate, he's selling chocolate after service, too, for a dollar. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. And we've got Jada, you know, who's, who's two years old. And, and it, it's so funny because, like, like, I hate getting on to them, okay? Especially Jada. But she's so cute when you get on to her, you know? And, and we tell her to go to bed. And so she goes back to her bed. She gets in her bed. And, and without fail... We'll see, I can look down the end of the hall and I'll see that door kind of crack open. You know, I see a little shadow there. I don't even have to tell her what she's doing is wrong. I just say, Jada, and as soon as I say that, "Ah!" and you can hear her feet stomp back, you know, and get in bed. And Abby and I will look at each other, you know, and we just smile, you know, because it's so cute. But we love her, and that's why we're trying to get her because, look, I don't want to put up with a cranky two-year-old the next morning. You guys understand what I'm saying? I mean, like, you, you know, when somebody hasn't got enough sleep, you know, and then you multiply that times ten when it comes to material. In, in the same way, you can look at how God deals with us. God knows what's going to happen, okay, in the future if we don't follow His commandments. God knows where our path is going to lead, and so when God tells us now, no. We hate it when God tells us no. But when God says no or when God says stay away or when God says I don't want you in a relationship with that person we get mad and we throw a fit. But what we have to realize is that God sees and God's trying to keep us from something that we don't want to be a part of in the future. God sees what tomorrow holds. God sees what, what, what next week holds. And that's why he's reproving us. That's why he's, he's slapping us on the wrist and saying don't go there, don't do that, stay away. Don't go there. But again, it all comes back to the pride like we talked about last week. It all comes back to the fact of at some point in our life, at some point in our day, every day, multiple times throughout the day, we have to stop and say, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, if you don't want me to have this promotion, if this isn't the right job, then tell me no. Close the door. This is how we acknowledge him on a daily basis. I'm going to read this real quick out of a different translation because I just love how how it puts it good friend don't forget all i've taught you take to heart my commands they'll help you live a long long time a long life live full and well don't lose your grip on love and loyalty tie them around your neck carve their initials on your heart earn a reputation for living well in god's eyes and the eyes of the people Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give Him the first and give Him the best. Your barns will bust. Your vine, wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under His loving correction. It's the child He loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all this. You know, John 15, 5, and, and this is something we've, we've uh, mentioned earlier. You know, Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. What what, what Jesus is telling us here is this. He's saying, "Look, look, when you live your life in me, and you allow me to live my life through you, Okay, this is that I'm the vine, you're the branches thing. Okay, you're going to bear fruit. So when we're making way for the king in our life, when we're acknowledging him, when we're making time for him, when we're, you know, when we're leaning not on our own understanding, what we're doing is we're declaring our dependence on him. Just like a branch declares its dependence on the trunk of a tree. Because without the trunk, the branch isn't going to produce anything. The branch is going to wither away and die. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, if you just understand if you just get it in your head and get it in your heart that when you live in me and through me and you allow me to live in you and through you that you're going to you're going to bear fruit you're going to live full you're going to live free Amen. in John chapter 6 we're almost done here in John chapter 6 it says but if in verse 30 but if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. what he's saying I mean this is so basic and this is so you know this isn't that this isn't that religion where don't do this and don't do this and don't do this and and you got to pray this much and you got to dress like this it's not that it's understand that God loves you and you need to live in that love okay it's understand that God is faithful to you and you need to trust in that faithfulness it's understanding that God has a plan and God has a direction and God can get you to the other side when you stop and you acknowledge him When you stop and ask him, when you put him first, and this is what what he's saying. He's saying, look, God understands what you need. Okay, God knows what you need. Okay, a lot of times my son thinks he needs a new Lego set, all right? But I know he needs a new pair of shoes, okay? I know what he needs. And and, and, and the way I look at it is I want to give him the Legos that he wants. But first, I'm going to take care of what he needs. Okay, I'm going to get him the shoes. I'm going to make sure he has the food. I'm going to make sure he has the clothes. I'm going to make sure he has what he needs. And then when all of that is taken care of, I'm more than happy to get him what he wants. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, God knows what you need. Okay, God knows that you need something to eat. God knows you need something to drink. God knows that, 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 that there's a lot of worries in life. So just trust him. If he's going to take care of the birds, he's going to take care of you. Just go after God first. Seek Him first. Acknowledge Him first. Stop in the middle of your day and ask Him first. And He'll take care of what you need and also what you want. Again, reading that in another translation, it says, If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never, ever seen. Don't you think He'll attend to you? Don't you think He'll take pride in you? Do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Man, this is like, this, you know, like just reading through this and just preaching through this tonight. Is this just like, it takes like a weight off your shoulders because look, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Okay, look, tomorrow's going to have enough problems, tomorrow's going to have enough issues, but the fact of the matter is that God is doing something in my life today. And God is trying to do something through my life today. So I'm going to focus on what's happening to today because I know God's faithfulness is going to be here today and it's going to be waiting for me tomorrow when I wake up. God's love for me is going to be there tomorrow. God's faithfulness, God's provision, God's trust God's protection is going to be there tomorrow just like it is today. It's, it's just it's freeing. You know, when I walk in and I'm like, man, I, I hope I present myself the best and I hope I dress right for this interview or this promotion. And, and, and does my breath stink? And is my hair fixed? And you know, my shoes, and yeah, I mean, all that kind of stuff. You know, we, we go through all this because we want to put forward the best. But but what Jesus is saying is this: look, stop. Just breathe. What does God say? What does God want to do? God says that if you just trust Him, if you acknowledge Him, if you make way for Him in every part of your life, every day you lean on Him, He's going to take care of it. So right now, before this promotion, before this interview, stop and just talk to Him. And so that's what we do. Okay, God, just you know, calm my nerves. Just let it happen. And then we go in bang, go and come on up. And then we go in and we believe that God is going to do something through us and in us in that interview. And look, we may get the job and we may not. But sometimes God's knows are the best answers that we can get. You know, I remember growing up for a time in our life we lived on a watermelon, we we raised watermelons. 75 acres of watermelons. It's a lot of watermelons. Okay. I'm just now rediscovering my taste for watermelons, okay? I remember, like, like I would go with mom, you know, I'd be like seven, eight, nine years old, something like that, and, and we'd load up a pickup truck and we'd go sit in the parking lot of a Walmart and we would sell watermelons and cantaloupes and that type of thing. And I remember this song came out um, by Garth Brooks, okay? unanswered prayers. I don't know how many of you guys are, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not going to sing it for you. But it goes, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs, that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. But some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered. Okay. oh God, why didn't you stop me from doing that? Um, no. but, but, but there's so much truth in that song. And so let's say you get into that interview. And let's say that you don't get the job you want. Or you don't get the promotion. Does that mean God doesn't love you? But does that mean God's not there? Does that mean that that, that, that that this life is a waste and you give up? No. Because you're not leaning on your understanding. You're trusting in God. And you're acknowledging in Him. And when you get that call that says. Sorry we're going to go a different direction. That's when you step back and you say. Thank you God. Because despite. What I want. And despite what I feel I need. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. But I'm going to acknowledge you. And I'm going to trust in you. And because I'm trusting in you. This is what I can say. Is that your faithfulness. Is everlasting because i'm trusting in you i can say that my future is in your hands so i'm not going to seek i'm not going to seek a job and i'm not going to pursue a promotion i'm going to seek you god because all this stuff that i need and all this stuff that that i desire is going to be added to me not when i go after it but when i go after you and this is what it means to make way for the king in our life Yes, we deal with the pride and that's a daily battle, something that every day we wake up and multiple times throughout the day we say, no God, it's not about what I want, it's about what you want. And then we just rest and we live. We let the burden get off of us and we just live in the presence of God because God is doing something today. Today. And so many of us, we miss out on the miracles of today because we're too caught up with the worries of tomorrow. I want to read this one more time and then we'll pray but now listen this is the words of Jesus okay and this is obviously a paraphrase but this is what Jesus is saying if God gives such attention to the appearance of wild flowers most of which are never ever seen Don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you? Do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God, and the way he works they fuss over these things but you both you know both God and how he works so steep your life in God reality in God initiative in God provisions don't worry about missing out you're going to find all your everyday human concerns will be met give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So if you want to make way for God in your life, like if you want to make way for Him in your day, you quit worrying about tomorrow. You quit worrying about the stress of what's on your life, and you just look at God. You you just focus on God. You go after God. You acknowledge Him. When you wake up and you have a headache, you know, God, man, I just got a headache just touching. You know? You stop and acknowledge Him. God, you know, somebody said something about me and I really don't like it. You know, you don't pray, God, kill them or let them get ran over by God. No, you say, God, just give me peace about it. You just stop and acknowledge Him. And then all this weight just kind of, all the stress that blocks the way for God to really do something in your life just starts kind of getting pushed aside. So when we acknowledge Him, when we stop and we make way for Him, we make room for Him, that's what we're doing. We're pushing the worries and the stresses and, and all the, 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 the crap in our life. We're just pushing it away. We're saying, come on, God. Just, 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 come on. Just, come on. And when we do that, things change. And doors that were shut open and doors that are open that need shut shut and we're looking for an answer over here and all of a sudden we see our answer over here when we weren't even trying to pay attention to it but it comes by putting him first it comes by acknowledging him this is how you make way for god in your life let's pray father god lord we just come to you and i I just want to thank you for what you're speaking to us tonight this is definitely a word from you and and Lord I know there's a lot of people here Lord including myself who struggle with just stresses and worries and what tomorrow's going to hold and, 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 and how bills are going to be paid and, 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 and promotions and jobs and, and just everything but Lord right now we just stop and acknowledge you and, and we just say God look I just, I believe and I trust that you've got it. You've got it. Lord, I don't want the stresses of my life and I don't want the worries of my life and I don't want the things of this world to come in and take a place on the throne of my life where you belong to be. So whatever tomorrow may hold, whatever the remainder of today holds, I know you've got this God. I know You're going to do something not just in me throughout the rest of the day, Lord. But You desire to do something through me. Through each and every single one of us, Lord. Lord, help me never forget, help me never go a day without realizing that you are a good God, a God of love and a God of faithfulness. Lord, that, let that be part of my identity, Lord. Let that be so so close to who I am that, that, that every opportunity, Lord, every answer to a prayer, Lord, every good thing that happens, Lord, everything that makes me smile, let me just stop and bring it back to you and say it's because my God is good and it's because my God is faithful. Just wait on you. Lord, I know you're speaking with some people and speaking to their hearts right now. And we're just going to take a minute and let you do your work. tonight on the altar call. I'm feeling it a little different. I think what we're going to do is we're just going to do an open altar call. And, and, and this is what this means, church. It means if you need to get some face time before God, if you just need, need to take a few minutes and, man, throw some things out there and, 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 and put some stuff on the table and get some things right with Him, regardless of what it is. These altars are open and we're going to, we'll pray with you and um, But I just really feel like there's some people here that know that they need to be at the altar. And uh, so when I count to three, if you want to come up, we'll pray with you. Just spend a few minutes talking with God and just acknowledging Him in some areas of your life. One, two, three. Would you please come? Come.